This is Terry Waldo. The program is This is Ragtime, and this is number seven in our series. And I'm happy to say we've had great response to the previous programs. Hopefully you're going to enjoy this program as well. Today we're going to do a tribute to Frank Powers, who was a clarinet player who was the co-founder of my band Waldo's Gut Bucket Syncopators, a good buddy of mine and very inventive musician, and we're going to play some of the best cuts that he made. And we're going to listen to number seven of my original series, This Is Ragtime, which played in uh, 1972 for about four years. We'll also be playing a cut from my new album, Waldo's Gotham City Band, with Tatiana Eva Marie. But before we start, I want to give a shout-out to one of our fans and a gentleman that you should know named Peter Duchin. And Peter is the son of Eddie Duchin, who was a society piano player and and recorded uh, a lot of the great American songbook tunes in the 30s and 40s. Peter followed in his father's footsteps and became the society band leader to go to in the last 30 years or so. And he's played for the high-class events uh, in New York and Washington and in New Orleans. I'm proud to say that he's a fan of mine, and he has recently made it through a bout with this horrible virus that's been going around. He was on a respirator for a while and came out of it and is now recovering. It's an amazing story. And I looked around a bit and went through my record collection and found that I had some recordings that he's made. And I would like to play you a tune that I enjoyed a lot when I first heard it. It's called I'm All Smiles. And it's from an album called Like Someone in Love. It's not exactly ragtime, but it's really neat. And I want to introduce you to Peter's work. So here we go.
Our podcast is now sponsored by Turtle Bay Records. They are determined to be the foremost label in presenting trad jazz and all its associated musical forms. And I always want to let you know about this brand new label that I've been producing some music for. We've been working on actually several albums, but the first one that's going to be coming out hopefully in in the fall is the one with Tatiana that I mentioned before. We've been going around finding the best singers and the best musicians who play this kind of 20s, 30s style Great American Songbook music in the jazz style that we think goes best with it. So here is a a cut from the new album, which is called I Double Dare You, and this is the title song, I Double Dare You.
Once again, that was the title song from our new album called I Double Dare You, which will be released by Turtle Bay Records. So on today's program, I want to do a tribute to Frank Powers, who was the clarinet player, co-founder of Waldo's Gut Bucket Syncopators. And my history with Frank goes back to the 60s, and he was a predominant clarinet player in the Ohio trad jazz scene when I first heard him. When I got out of high school in 1963, I went to hear him playing with Gene Mail's Dixieland Rhythm Kings, which was a band that was from Dayton, Ohio, that had made several records that I had in my possession. After I first heard Frank playing in other bands around Ohio, I talked him into playing with my current group, which was uh, playing in Columbus, Ohio. This is about 1964. He used to come up from Cincinnati where he was living, and and we would play in some of the joints in Columbus, Ohio, and we would play with the various musicians who were available to us. And then over the, the years, we kept getting more and more musicians who had some experience playing traditional jazz, And then finally, in uh, 1969, we made our first record under the name of Waldo's Gut Bucket Syncopators for GHB label. And then a couple years after that, in 1971, we decided that we were going to bring in a, a bunch of really high caliber musicians from Chicago to play with us. So we brought in a number of musicians who had been playing with the Salty Dogs out of Chicago, and then we made our first record, which was a live concert we did in 1971 at Diebel's, which was a restaurant and bar in German Village in Columbus, and we brought in an engineer to record it, and then it was a a record at that time. In more recent years, it's been re-released as a CD by Delmark Records. And the most recent release of it is called The Hot House Rag. This is the first time that we got together with all these musicians from Chicago. So the personnel on this is Roy Tate, who was our trumpet player, who was also from Ohio. And Frank played clarinet and saxophone. We brought in Jim Snyder, who was from Chicago, and played trombone for us. We brought in Wayne Jones who was a great drummer from Chicago also. On banjo was Bob Sundstrom, who was also from Chicago. And the great Mike Walbridge came in and played tuba for us. So here is a cut from that first session. And the solo that Frank plays on the opening chorus of this tune, uh, which is called Why Couldn't It Be Poor Little Me?, was actually transcribed by Jimmy DePogny, who just loved it so much that he wrote out every note and sent it to me. But here is the original recording, 1971, Waldo's Gut Bucket Syncopators.
The Gut Bucket syncopators always had a lot of rags in the repertoire, and Frank arranged a number of them for the full band. And we didn't play them like the current fashion, which was to play very delicately and slowly. We played them more in the tradition of Lou Waters and, and Turk Murphy. And in some ways, our stuff was even rougher than those bands. Here's a recording that we made in 1974 when we did our Ohio Theater concert in Columbus, Ohio. We had an album released of the music from that concert. This one didn't make it, and primarily because Frank, who did the arrangement, had one squeak, so we couldn't put it out on the album. But I think it's a great recording and a great version of Scott Joplin's Original Rags.
Frank used to write arrangements for the band that took advantage of the special talents of each of our musicians, and he could take numbers that had actually been introduced as big band numbers in the 20s, and then he could get them so that they fit our seven-piece group. In 1979, we were at the St. Louis Ragtime Festival, and Al Mothershead, who had a label called Dirty Shame Records, decided to record us live. Recorded at 2 o'clock in the morning till about 6 o'clock in the morning. album that came out was called Harlem Hot Jazz. Frank gives the opening uh, vaudeville line, as it were. This was Frank's sense of humor. So here it is, Everybody Stomp.
last recording in a studio in 1996, and we didn't play a lot during the 90s. And actually, we didn't play a lot any other time. We brought the band together when we could have a few days to play local concerts and maybe do a recording session. We were never playing every week like a lot of bands that were around at that time. We would get together and then we'd have some specific purpose. So this recording was made in 1996 in Columbus, Ohio. Scott Asen, who is the executive producer of Turtle Bay Records, which we're still making recordings for, was also the executive producer of this album, which is called Waldo's Gut Bucket Syncopators Jazz, J-A-S, and Blues. This tune I'm going to play for you was brought in by Frank, and he used to bring us all kind of tunes that we'd never heard of before. It's called That Funny Jazz Band from Dixieland.
Frank passed away at 5 a.m. on April 25th, 2002. And it was the day we were supposed to have a reunion concert of the Gut Bucket Syncopators. And now to conclude this podcast, here's number seven from my original series, This is Ragtime, which played on NPR in the early 70s. Hope you enjoy it. This is Ragtime. I'm Terry Waldo, and today we'll be listening to an assorted group of composers that we'll loosely call the other classic ragtimers. You know, as we continue to explore the ragtime story, it becomes somewhat more difficult to classify the composers into neat little groups. So far, most of our writers have been directly associated with Scott Joplin, but there were indeed many fine classic ragtime composers that were not. So today we're going to try to identify at least some of those other artists. Of course, many of them were associated with Joplin's publisher, John Stark, so I think it might be appropriate to begin with some of those composers. In 1908, or possibly 1909, Rudy Blesch has identified a second group of composers that seemed to take precedence over the earlier St. Louis group associated with Joplin. And this is three white men, Paul Pratt, J. Russell Robinson, and Henry Lodge. And the first two of these were actually published by Stark. Paul Pratt's rags I personally find the most interesting, and I think they're just short of the high caliber of the Scott Joplin, Joseph Lamb, James Scott rags melodically. But I think that in some ways the chord progressions are possibly more interesting. Here's Wally Rose playing Pratt's springtime rag.
Burnett's first rags were published by J.H. Ofterheide of Indianapolis. And Ofterheide's daughter, May, also wrote some fine rags and some songs in conjunction with Pratt. Several of these were very popular in New Orleans, in fact, to the extent that when Bunk Johnson, an old New Orleans trumpet player, came out of long retirement in the 40s, he could still play from memory two of Ofterheide's rags. Here's one of those by Bunk, The Thriller. And incidentally, this might seem a little raw for some of you hardcore classic rag buffs, but this was the way ragtime was played in New Orleans around 
Next, we're going to hear The Minstrel Man Rag by J. Russell Robinson. Robinson published seven rags from 1909 to 1912, and they're all very swinging and full of what we might call blue notes that we commonly associate with jazz. And I think for this reason, they've been recorded a great deal by Dixieland groups. However, the recording we're going to hear is by an English ragtime piano player by the name of Neville Dickey. This is the Minstrel Man Rag. Dickey from England. And as long as we're listening to English ragtime, I have another good English recording of one of the fine rags to be published by John Stark during this period. This is Chris Barber playing Coal Smoke Rag by Al St. John. By overdubbing, Barber managed to play four trombone parts himself to produce this recording. A modern performing technique, but thoroughly in the classic rag tradition. Thank you. 
Clarence Woods, whose work we're going to hear next, was a composer from Carthage, Missouri, like James Scott. His rags, although very few in number, are extremely interesting and original in conception. His best rag was probably a 1912 composition called Slippery Elm. Its two-part parallel thirds and fourths in the first two themes make it a natural for a small ensemble. And Max Morath has arranged it for just such a group. Here is Max and his quartet playing the Slippery Elm Rag.
our last composer on today's program, we're going to listen to Yudi Bowman from Kansas City. You've probably heard of Bowman's very popular The Twelfth Street Rag, which is second only to the Maple Leaf Rag in popularity. But Bowman also wrote many other fine rags, which feature extremely unusual and startling rhythmic and melodic figures. Very often his themes would come out in strange numbers of bars, say 13 or 14. And Bowman, like many other ragtime composers, wrote several ragtime blues. These were very often nothing more than rags that were retitled blues, keeping up with the vogue of the blues of the time. But very often they would follow a standard blues chord progression, so they were kind of a hybrid of the two musical forms. Here's one of Bowman's numbers called the Kansas City Blues, and it's played for us by Bob Wright. except that we know that when he sold all rights for the 12th Street Rag, he received only the small sum of $25. Recently, a limited edition record has turned up that Bowman made of his famous hit. Notice that there's a whole opening strain that has been completely left out of all the more commercial recordings of the rag. So to close our program, here's Yudi Bowman playing his own rag, the 12th Street Rag. Thank you. 
Today we've explored the music of some of the less well-known ragtime composers, and next time we'll be continuing in that same vein. We'll be listening to a rather charming and strange group of rags by several writers who only achieve success with one or two rags. That's on our next program on This is Ragtime. This is Ragtime was produced, written, and narrated by Terry Waldo and directed by Jeff Mill. Audio engineer, Bob Robinson. This program was produced at the Ohio University Telecommunications Center with funds provided by the Corporation for Public Broadcasting. This is NPR, National Public Radio.